may ask, how did this tradition get started? I'll tell you. I don't know. But it's a tradition. And because of our traditions, every one of us knows who he is and what God expects him to do. Hello everyone and welcome to Let's Talk Torah. I am Rabbi Sweet Jacobson with NRM Streamcast. And we'll spend our time talking Torah, learning stuff and having fun while we learn. You can always send your questions to our mailbag at letstalktorah.gmail.com and I will answer as many as I can. As you know, many of my guests come from all kinds of places. We find them, they find me. Um, But today's guest is special because my mother called me and said, Tzvi, you must talk to Rebecca. I said, okay, great. Took us some time, Corona, Pesach, RV trips, but we are finally joined by Rebecca Steyer. Rebecca Steyer is an international speaker. Her speeches are inspirational, uplifting, and filled with incredible, useful ideas on the best way to help people in sensitive situations. And author of two books, If There's Anything I Can Do For You, which I just bought and read, and What Should I Say, What Can I Do by Simon & Schuster. Becca, how are you today? Wonderful. Thank you so much for that great introduction. It was wonderful to meet your mother. Thank you. For that alone, you can join me. Um, I actually want you to know, I ordered the book two weeks ago, and it came yesterday. But I am a very fast reader. So since I had to take my son to his foot, he had a boot on, then I put in insoles. So I had lots of time in the doctor's office. So I went through it and uh, lots of things to talk about. But just to get us started, who is Rebecca Steyer? Who is Rebecca Steyer? Well, um, I'd like to say the most important thing is a wife, a mother, um, a stepmother, and a wonderful bubby. That's my main thing in life. Um, I was born and raised, uh, believe it or not, my claim to fame in Little Rock, Arkansas. And yes, there are Jews in Arkansas, in case anybody wants to know. And um, I became um, religious through NCSY. I went to Truro College in Nevada. And um, I've lived in many, many different communities in in New York, in Washington, D.C., in Israel, in Baltimore, and, and now in Muncie. Cool. I am actually, and I do, I've had people recently from Memphis, Tennessee. I've had people from Texas, but I must tell you, Little Rock is now a new, um, I guess, little um, <laughs> peg on my on my map. I mean, we've done Israel, Netherlands, England, but Little Rock, that's a new one. And just, uh, you know, one more just cute thing to get us started. Um, I thought this was really a very good idea. Um, you told me you went to visit your married children and you were taking an RV, which is something I think I should right. start doing. Why did you take an RV? An RV, I'll tell you. Well, the thing is, we bought it a few years ago. We thought the kids would be using it. They kept saying to get it and they didn't use it. So my husband and I use it and we travel all over. But now with COVID, I really missed seeing my children and my grandchildren so much. So um, we wanted to go to Baltimore and Lakewood and see our kids. And 
at a certain age, we got to have a bathroom with us. So we brought our own bathroom and bedroom and went down um, to see everybody. It's a great idea because, I mean, I'm coming from Detroit. I know you've been here. You have relatives here. Um, Depending which state you drive through, it's getting a little better now, depends if if the rest stops are open. So, you know, if you have your own RV, that has to be the way to go. So, (laughs) yeah, I didn't mean any puns at all. Okay, so first thing we mentioned, you're an international speaker. Um, What are you trying to accomplish when you speak to audiences? So I I speak really to women's audiences, you know, all over the United States. I've spoken Canada, Israel, South Africa, and I try to get the message across, which is the message in my book. Um, When people are going through a difficult situation, if a family member is ill or you suffered a loss or afterwards want to help out a family, um, what I try to do is give specific information on, depending on what each community needs, on how to help the family members. Um, I found out through my own experience, um, actually I was um, a 38-year-old Almana, um, a a widow, when my, my husband, my first husband passed away and I was left with four small children. My oldest child at that time was seven years old. And um, through the years, you know, I just started writing down different things. My friends kept saying, how can we help you? What can we do? And I just started writing down the good things people said, the not so good things people said, the things people did that was helpful, the things people did that was not helpful. Mm-hmm. And it turned into a book, you know, if there's anything I can do. Um, and then that was my Feldheim book. And then Simon and Schuster saw the book and they had me write a pocketbook. Um, what should I say? What can I do? So all my experiences and the advice that I give over and stories that I give over, um, it's in my, whatever I, I wrote in my books. Um, that's what I try to give over whatever the community needs. Um, I was a Syrian community called me and, um, somebody young. Um, a young teenager had died. They wanted me to come speak on how to make a proper shiva call and, and, and what to do to help the family. Another community had called me that um, somebody in the community was ill and they, they wanted to help out you know, the wife and, and the children in the best way and not be obtrusive and you know, to help them out you know, financially, emotionally, and what I used to say, whatever the community needs, um, it's on my website. I have many different speeches that I give, and I try to, you know, make it, you know, for the community. Wow, it's amazing. Um, and it's sad that you um, had to go through the experiences, but what you have to share is so valuable. I was just last night sitting at the table and just sharing with my wife this story, this situation, that situation, and, and we'll talk about some of them. But first things first, which we did talk about, um, why did you feel it necessary to write this book? Well, I'll tell you the truth. Um, when um, I've always been a writer, um, I was always on any newspaper or any journal in any school that I've ever been in. And um, um, you know, working as a journalist, and I always was writing for different magazines. But when my first husband became ill, I really stopped writing because you know it was too much. I had so many young children and to take care of him, and I really stopped writing for a few years. And then during Shiva, 
um, the room was full of people and somebody came over to me and they said, I just want to know, did you get him a good doctor? And I was going, well, that's something to ask me right now, you know? And I said, of course I got him a good doctor. And for some reason that night, I just started writing what people had said to me during, you know, when they were being um, Menachemal to me, you know, um, what um, the good things they said, the positive things, you know, to help me, you know, things that I felt were inappropriate. Um, and I sat Shiva for my first husband in Israel. And when I got back to Baltimore, um, my wonderful friends and family, um, they wanted to know what, what can they help? They go, there's no book out there. And they kept going, Becca, you've got to write a book. So over the years, I just started writing like stories, you know, people who had helped me and, and different things they had done. And, and I must say that I'm, I'm so proud that my book um, contains an entire chapter of how to help people on Shabbos and Yantif, which I, I really don't see anywhere else. And people want to know what to do, um, you know, during those times. I mean, I have to say that, um, you know, Hanukkah, you know, which is a joyous time for everybody. I've spoken to so many of my friends who are almanas or, you know, single, you know, women, divorcees. And it's just like the ever-rather battery, you know, it just never ends. Hanukkah, another night lighting alone, another light lighting alone. So, you know, if you want to know what to do, you know, you know, bring some presents for the kids, bring over pizza, invite us over to your house, you know, after, you know, you like, you know, Hanukkah lift. You know, just just things like that. I really, I really try try to share in a very uplifting way. I know this is a hard subject to speak about, but I really, in my communities, and I'll give you a list of places that I've spoken to the women in many, many different communities. Um, I really try to do it in an upbeat, you know, uplifting way. Look, I know my mother very much appreciated how you spoke. Thank She's you. obviously a little bit older. But still, at any age, at any time, it's appreciated. Again, we're talking to Rebecca Steyer. That's not the name, your author name on the book. Um, if there's anything I can do, and, and, I, and again, for those who are listening, we can't get through everything. That would be ridiculous. But I'm telling you, this book is chock full of, of information on both sides. What, how you can help, which we'll talk about. Things that are certainly un, in, inappropriate. And it's really just amazing how clueless people could be when they're trying, they think they're being helpful. Um, it's out of my order, my list. But one thing that I found really very important and people should know, and that is it seems that when there's one person suffering, everybody thinks the best thing they can do is share or one-up how, well, my life was much worse and I suffered much right. worse and you don't really have it so bad. And, and you do really get very... Um, involved in explaining to people that that is not appropriate. Why don't we talk about that for a minute? Well, well, well I like when, when people would come and they would say to me, um, oh, you've got it so hard, you know. I would go, stop, stop right there. Hashem has given me, you know, this tough mission to, to go through. I don't want to compare. People have hard things in life, and this was, this was mine. Am I going to say I was always positive and always upbeat? I, uh, you know, of course not. You know, you're only human. Um, one of my friends said that, um, a very good friend of mine said, somebody was talking to her once, and she said, oh, wow, Becca, she looks great, you know. And she goes, oh, really? Because you should be at my house 11 o'clock at night when she's calling, sobbing on the phone. So, you know, it's just, you know, trying, trying to be there, trying to help others. 
Um, and as you say, like, you, you don't know what to say or do. I, I specifically remember a case um, before I lost my first husband where um, uh, some, there was a tragic accident and somebody had lost their, you know, adult daughter. And I remember seeing them in, I'll say the Baltimore, it was um, Seven Mile Market where we shop. And I remember ducking in aisles because I didn't want them to see me because I didn't know what to say to them. And that's exactly what happened to me. Like, you know, people didn't know how to approach me or what to do. And I found that we are the ones that are teaching everybody how to approach us, what to do for us, you know, what to, to say to us. And when I saw people ducking behind aisles, I would go find them, believe it or not. And, you know, I would say, hi, how are you doing? And showing them, even though I did have a loss, you know, I'm still a real human with real feelings. You can talk to me. We don't just have to talk about the loss. There's other things in my life, too. So in other words, really on both sides, um, the person who suffered the loss, as much as they're suffering, um, have to step forward and tell people um, you could talk to me. Um, this is how I want you to talk to me. And perhaps even say, but respect that if I don't want to talk about something, we'll just uh, change the subject. Is that right? That right? Um, right. Um, right. Somebody said that, um, you know, after they lost their husband, they saw um, somebody who wasn't able to pay a Shiva call. And they, they saw my friend on Shabbos and they went over to my friend and they were just stand, standing there with a mournful face, you know. And she knew that was going to happen. And she just turned to them and she goes, I don't discuss this on Shabbos. You know, I, I'm trying to be happy on Shabbos. Please, please don't do this, you know. Um, you, you have to know the right place. And, and if you know somebody's going through a hard situation and they're in the grocery store, you know, don't stop them. Let, let them go shopping. Just say, you don't have to say, how are you? Because they may tell you and you may not want to know everything. Just say something like, oh, it's so nice to see you. You know, just a general word like that. Um, I know, you know, um, uh, a friend of my son's who, who unfortunately lost his father very suddenly. And, you know, I, I saw him somewhere and I was coming up to him and I saw his face was just turning like white, green. Like, what was I going to say, you know? And I go, how are you? You know, how's your learning partner? Like, I knew this is not the place to talk about this. So, you know, you don't always think this is what they have to, you have to bring up. If they bring up something, that's fine. And especially on Shabbos at a Simcha, you know, when we're trying, you know, to be happy and, you know, and keep our emotions in check, you know, I always say just be there to build us up. You know, don't bring us down. Be there to build us up. Well said. Amazing. Um <laughs> I, I kept jotting down notes, so I'll be jumping around out of order. But um, one of the things we talk about is, you know, people have friends. They think they have friends. People want to be friends. Um, it, for, for people that have suffered a loss, um, first of all, what do they want from their friends? And, uh, and what does it mean to be a friend? However you want to answer these, whichever order that. you want. Right. No, I'm telling you, that's, that's, a, that's a great question. We're talking about friends and we're also talking about, you know, family also. Um, you know, you, you just have to be so careful to not step over a line. If, if somebody is organizing meals, you know, first of all, ask, do the, does the family really want the meals? Maybe they don't want the meals. Maybe they would just prefer for everybody to get together and, 
you know, buy, you know, different certificates in um, different, um, you know, stores, you know, like a, a pizza shop, a hamburger shop, and they know that that's the food that the kids are going to eat. So before you do something, you should ask. There's always somebody who should who should be known as the friend to call or the family member to call or the Robinson to call, you know, the one who is doing this ar arranging. So before you, you, you know, put yourself in that position and you, and you want to give, listen, it's always nice. You can always send a card. You can always send, you know, a certificate, you know, from a store. Um, you know, there's just so many things, you know, um, if you want to know, you got to read my book. I mean, I have so many. Oh yeah, we can't go through uh, all of them. No, no. <laughs> all right, I no. Different people, but um, that like that's the best way is really just ask, just ask first, just ask first. And I can be as blunt as I need to be. Um, the friend, you know, if you have a friend, then that friend can be blunt and say, "Look, say what you you know, whatever it is." Other people, absolutely not. And let me just tell you, even if you've been in this situation before where you've suffered a loss or somebody who's an older single or divorced or whatever, don't start saying, oh, I know how you feel. Everybody is different. Everybody handles it differently. Um, you know, for instance, I have a friend, an extremely good friend who helped me through so much was an Almana for many years. And you know what? She just read everything you know, she could, uh, you know, on, on all these families who suffered losses. I, I didn't want to read anything. But for me, I found um, a very good from grief therapist. Thank you, Devora. And um, that's what I wanted to go. That's how I wanted to deal with what my situation. So everybody deals with things differently. Just just be there for them and listen to what they need. That is the best thing to listen and um, I just want to put in one little very important point. Even though that I do speak to women audiences, my book is for men and for women. But one thing I always say is women do not have the monopoly on chesed. We need the men out there. When you see that there's a child, that there is not a father in the picture, we need you to take these boys to shul or to learn with them or take them to Yiddelig. Or in my case, teach my boys how to do them. So even though my speeches, you know, are for women, I always try to put a, a punch in there for the men that we need you as much as the women are needed. Yeah, and the book reads just as easily for men or women that I can tell you because I read through it. Um, again, I'm just skipping around in my, in my notes over here, uh, but something I think sure. important to bring out, and you keep sort of touching on it, and that is what are some really simple Easy ideas for men as much as women, by the way, um, where I can help. I am noticed. I'm not noticed. But simple, easy things that anyone can do at any time to just be helpful. So just be helpful. You know what? It depends. Also, have to understand, like, sometimes the kids are younger and sometimes they're older. So let's just let me just give you an example of teenagers love teenagers let me just say that i i everywhere i go when i go to different schools i tell the girls they were my lifesavers you know um that you know they used to come when i had a young family and they would come in the evenings and they would you know, they would bathe the kids and they would put their pajamas on and they would read to them just so i could or you know if they could you know babysit you know just so i could go you know go out 
Um, and the boys, what did the boys, the teenage boys do? Um, the teenage boys that came over, they helped my boys build, you know, the snow castles when it was snowing outside. Now, you may not think that's a big thing. Let me just say for me, it was a big thing that those boys did that. Um, you know, just everywhere I've gone and I've spoken to so many different people, they say, you know, it's just the little things that you do that help so much. Um, one woman who was an elderly almana said that a boy came to her house, a teenager down the block, and he came every month to ask if she needed any light bulbs to be changed because she had light bulbs, you know, that they were too hard for her to reach. Um, a big one, a big one, you know, is we're talking like for the Yom Tovim. Oh my goodness. I, I mean, I don't know where to begin. I can, you know, monopolize the whole show. But, you know, let me just say helping put together a sukkah and taking down the sukkah for somebody who's experienced a loss or there's an ill person in the family or taking teenage boys to get a little of uh, a little of an S-robe, um, teaching boys, you know, how the proper way to put on to fill in, you know, for girls, um, a father called me that he had younger girls and he wanted to take them shopping, you know, for um, clothes for the young Tobin, but he couldn't go in the dressing rooms with them. So, you know, when I say whatever you're doing with your kids, um, if you know that they have a friend who's the same age, see if you can take them too. See if you can take them, you know, shopping for clothes for Yanta or, or any activities that you know that your kids are involved in, you can do it for them as well. Let's say like you're busy and you really can't do anything. And I'm just going to say now um, that, um, you know, the highest form of tzedakah is really, you know, giving to your family. And it's just very important for family and friends that they should just know, you know, you can always buy coupons um, at different clothing stores. It's, it's, very, it's, it's needed. People aren't going to ask. It's a way to do it, not to be embarrassed. Um, we, we, I, had, I got coupons for different pizza shops and um, for clothing stores when the kids were younger. And it's just such a tremendous help. And it helps you get through Yantif knowing that this is this is taken care of. Amazing. Becca, if I tell you time is flying, I have like two <laughs> minutes, and I'm happy you monopolized. That's why I brought you on, right? My, my next segment, I get to monopolize. So in about two minutes, um, if you could do three things for us. Number one, I'd like oh. you to leave us with a message. Uh, number two, I'd like you to tell us how we can get your books. And number three, if somebody wants to bring you into any community, because you are a speaker and you do come in, how can they reach you? So um, I guess the message that I want to leave is that I really, really feel that people honestly want to do the right thing. They really want to do the right thing, and they just need guidance on how to do it. Listen, I didn't know before I was in this situation. I learned by trial and error. And when I go speaking in different communities, I just love it that the women, they feel comfortable enough to come over to me and tell me stories or people who've read my book. So, you know, they tell me ways to, to help others. And I really, that's my message. And I keep saying, I know it's a hard subject, but in an uplifting way, I love to go to different communities and I just love to meet different people. Um, you can get my books. You can go to my website, which is www. RebeccaFeldbaum.com, um, and you can always get my books on, um, you know, going to the Feldheim site or the, the Simon and Schuster site, and also you can just, um, you know, be in touch with me. There's, you know, all that information, or um, Rebecca, 
Steyer, or Rebecca Fellbaum at gmail.com or Rebecca Steyer one at gmail.com. I love to go to the communities, meeting different people. And if anybody is out there and they're listening and they're going through this situation, and if I could be in help in any way, um, you know, my, my friends and my family, they did so much for me and I would like to give back. I would like to give back to the community what they gave to me. And I just want to say to anybody who is in this situation, I dove in so hard to Akadosh Baruch that please, you know, you put me in this position where I have to take Hashem, let me be able to give back. And Baruch Hashem, I am able to give back. I kept a uh, happy attitude on life. I have a very happy second marriage. We've been married almost 10 years, a wonderful family. Um, so, and Mahatanam from, from everybody, my children, my grandchildren, and whatever I've been through, I, I feel Rebecca, I cannot thank you enough. My time is up. My music is playing. Um, if I can bring you out here, I'll speak to people once Corona is over. Um, keep love doing. It, and, can I go to Zeman's Bakery? Yes, we will get you um, seven layer cake right. from Zeman's Bakery. Rebecca, thank you. Have thank a good you. Shabbos. My music is thank playing. You. I hope you enjoyed it short and sweet. I hope you learned a lot, and I hope you buy Rebecca's book. Thank you to all the sponsors and listeners. I couldn't do without you. Thank you to all the production team. We have David and Angel in the back. I hope I've left you some food for thought. Until next time, I am Rabbi Sweet Jacobson. You've been listening to Let's Talk Torah and NRM Streamcast. And until next time, don't forget to think about it. There's a house we can build. Every room inside is filled with things from far.